Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, we head back into the impact zone. The WWE is building an actual Hall of Fame. We preview AEW and NXT. But first, has WWE hit rock bottom yet again? Larson, what's in the news? So, Steve, I don't know if you remember this, but it was just about two years ago that we witnessed firsthand, live, from the Golden One Center here in Sacramento, that the McMahons were set to launch a new era for WWE, where one, it was one where we... W Universe were the authority. I remember era. that a lot better than I do CM Punk and Vince McMahon having a match where Vince McMahon all. was saved by Ryback five years yeah. ago. Yeah, so it was, gonna be an, it, was, it was to be an era of fresh matchups and fresh talent, uh, an era of no title rematches, mm-hmm. an era which kicked off with the public humiliation, yet again, of Baron Corbin after he lost his title of acting general manager of Raw. And, of course, the reason for all this was that Raw's ratings had slipped to uh, 2.193 million viewers just the week before on December 10th. At the time, the lowest non-holiday number in the show's history. But here we are. Let's fast forward to 2020, almost two years to the day. Tomorrow will be two years to the day of that show. Uh, uh, And Raw's ratings have hit a new all-time low, including holiday numbers. Mm. 1.53 million viewers for this past Monday's episode. Mm. Uh, and not only is it the worst viewership number the show has ever gotten, uh, it, 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 this, ep- this week's episode of Rob posted uh, a lower number in that all-important 18 to 49 demo Uh-oh. than last week's Dynamite. All three hours. Ooh, don't bring that. Don't don't bring that up to the NXT stands. <laughs> don't, well, don't it's, it's information. They can yeah. try to argue the facts. These are facts. So, so stop, yeah, stop uh, the rating. Um, so yeah, Raw's ratings are are in the toilet. SmackDown's yeah. doing okay. They typically have around two million, which for this day and age is actually pretty decent. Raw, not so much. So, what is WB going to do about it? Russell Votes may have some insight. They tweeted out the following after Raw's viewership numbers were released: "Quote, talking to a source just now who said the record low Raw rating news isn't sitting well with those in power, to a point where they expect some reactionary decisions to be made. Time will tell, of course." You know, the whole uh, McMahon shakeup thing two years back, reactionary move. They promised all this stuff. Uh, and at, 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 mo- at moments, at periods, 
they seem to actually follow through on some of the stuff they did, but by and large, all the bad habits they had at that point continued. Um, they brought a bunch of people from NXT, didn't know how to use them. Months later, they thought, well, we'll bring up more people from NXT, didn't know how to use them. Aleister Black sat in a room for a year. Um, it was it was a mess, an absolute mess. And ratings have been on a steep decline for the better part of the last two years. Yeah, um, we, we did like a modicum of research yeah. prior to this. And I mean, they've been on the decline since, you know, for a very long time now. Yes. Um, but more, you can, uh, steep, more steeply over the last couple of years. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's interesting. We were going back and looking. You can look back at, uh, you know, going back years and years. And, you know, there in 2016, uh, if you look at their ratings, you know, there are multiple ratings reports you can look at, sort of a summary of the ratings in 2016. You know, they went over 4 million viewers a handful of times in 2016. They went over that number uh, multiple times in 2015. But, yeah, you can see a steady decline. But, there, yeah, there's, there are periods of time that you can inspect throughout the years where you can see a, 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 a rapid shed of, of viewers. Um, just when we were looking at 2018's numbers, you can see a pretty drastic drop-off of around half a million between Mania and SummerSlam in 2018. That period of time saw a drastic number of viewer drop, and they never re really recovered from that. But then it just keeps on going down and down. So... One year after the McMahon shakeup, 2019, mm -hmm. December of 2019, mm -hmm. um, they once again posted, um, this was, let's see here, December. So yeah, the same time, the same time, uh, uh, mid-December, uh, they drew an average of 2.053 million. Mm -hmm. uh, that was for what, probably the 6th, 15th or 16th of December. So, uh, you know, they've lost a half million viewers since then. They've lost a half a million viewers. And now, since 2020 then. has been a year which uh, has featured several record lows for Raw, uh, uh, especially. Uh, mm -hmm. SmackDown is on the larger network, Fox. They've actually had some pretty decent creative uh, from time to time on SmackDown, especially now with the Roman Reigns thing going. Uh, Raw at, at moments will have good stuff. There's always stuff mm -hmm. on Raw you can enjoy. The problem is, it's 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 three hours. It's too long. Mm -hmm. It's a slog yeah. to get through. Even a good episode of Raw can feel like a slog to get through because it's so dang long. Yeah, um, it's on the creative front, not consistent enough. So if it's, if it's a situation where they see these numbers, you know, and one of the reasons they wanted to, they, they 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 you know came up with the Thunderdome, where they thought, okay, we'll do the best we can to replicate a live event feel with the crowd, mm -hmm. and. Yeah. You know, barring actually having fans there, I don't know what else they could do in that respect. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, that's not the fix they hoped it might be, or if not the fix, something that could keep ratings from declining further until they have fans back at shows. So, knowing Vince, knowing how, uh, especially the last few years, he books, uh, you if 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 they're thinking about some reactionary moves, it's all gonna be stuff to pop things in the short term. Nothing to actually address the actual issues that plague WWE as a television production. Let me ask you something from real quick. the creative side of things. Creatively speaking, what is a superior show, Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. Yeah, by far, right? Yeah, yeah. So close. last year at this time, SmackDown had a total viewership of 2.1 million. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's this year. So this is yeah, this yeah. past SmackDown, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 2.1 yeah. million. Yeah. Last year at the same time, 2.34 million. Yeah. That sounds to me like a more realistic drop for the COVID thing, you know? Like all you're losing there really is about, you know, it's two, uh, a couple hundred thousand. Co- yeah, a couple hundred thousand. Uh, it's about what, a little, little bit less than 10% of your audience. Two, two, what is that? 230. Yeah, that's 230 yeah. million. Also I'm sorry, 230,000. About 10% of your audience. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's not that terrible. No, whereas um, Raw has dropped about a quarter of its audience from 2 million to about 1.5 million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, dude, uh, these days, the especially these days, and you can point to things, you can absolutely point to things like the fact that on any given Monday, you can go to Twitch and see multiple streams of Raw there. You can see multiple streams of Raw on YouTube. You can see highlights ripped for YouTube. You can see WWE posting their programming on Twitter as well. There are absolutely multiple avenues to keep up with the product without watching the show. Uh, the problem well, I, is, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I, I think the the more than that, the problem is people don't feel like they need to keep up with the product. How many times in our audience who watch Going in Raw? Anecdotally, pe- yeah. Anecdotally, people say, you know, I'll paraphrase. I'm happy you guys watch Raw, so I don't have to. Yeah, they'll watch our recaps to stay, you know, up to date on what's going on without having to watch the show itself. Maybe they'll. Mm-hmm. And I think of late, you know, it, it's reflected in in performance of our videos. Yeah. You know, I just don't think there's a whole lot of enthusiasm for WWE's product right now. Totally. And you can here's the funny thing. You can look across the the wrestling YouTube landscape cuz I will I will dip in on mm-hmm. uh, our our various friendos across the wrestling landscape and you know, plenty of their videos do well when they focus on legacy stuff, on old stuff, on interesting stuff. But, you know, recapping the week in wrestling, it's just it's it's they're not producing anything on Raw anyways that is all that compelling. SmackDown has some very interesting things going on. Roman Reigns in particular is like the, the most interesting thing I mean, they got going on right now. Right it's now, really main good. roster television, they have five hours of TV a week, and they have one consistently compelling storyline, and that's Roman Reigns. Over yeah. five hours. Yeah. For a spell, you could say, you know, Sasha and Bailey. Definitely over the summer, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, SmackDown has been a fairly entertaining show. Um, and it helps a lot that it's only two hours. You know, it really does. Um, three hours. Dude, there's too much competition these days. And it ain't getting any better for them, given that, like, you know, Disney's Investor Day. They've got, like, ten different Star Wars properties, the majority of which are on Disney Plus coming up over the next two years. They've got at least ten or, no, they have 17, because I counted them the other day in my video. Wow. 17 properties between movies and Disney Plus shows. The majority of those are Disney Plus shows. Wow. HBO Max is pumping billions in new programming. Netflix, billions. Amazon Prime, billions. There's too much stuff out there for you not to be producing compelling TV. And on top of that, now you got AEW. And well, and also coming up here in the next couple months, you got, well, sooner than that, you got the return of the NBA. Mm -hmm, Yeah. They're back. That's always been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You got football. Mm -hmm. Like the, the game on Monday night. Looked like it was really darn good. Probably mm-hmm. way better than anything that happened on Raw. Yeah. Uh, you got hockey coming back within the next month or two as well. There's going to be a lot of competition, short-term and, as you mentioned, long-term, mm-hmm. for uh, 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 people's 
you know, uh, viewing, television viewing habits. And if WB, especially on Raw, is not going to bring forth anything that's compelling, they're not going to be able to compete. And it's, dude, it's the one, it's the one, it, WWE is so unique because I know, like, AEW, they just debuted, you know, whatenever, a year ago, whatever. Year yeah, change. About, 12, 15 months ago, whatever. About 14 um, months ago, yeah. So, they're, I mean, they're here now. But prior to AEW, you had the one show that did the one thing that is widely available across the world. Wrestling, WWE is wrestling, you know? And with any other TV show or if a movie during production things are going, they replace the head of creative and they bring in somebody new. Mm -hmm. They can't do that with WWE because Vince McMahon's not going to step aside. And the bottom line is this bad creative is squarely on him. Yeah. Everything goes through him. Well, another aspect of it is not just that he is unwilling to step aside. I, he probably feels like he's unable to because he is so synonymous with WWE. And if he were to step aside, what impact that would have on the stock price of the company? Well, yeah, but dude, come on. You got to think that there's ways. Short term, you know, he, not to he, say it could rebound long term no, with better product. You know, it's it's not this. It's it's. He doesn't have to step. As, I don't think the stock price. He could step aside without really making a big to do about it. When I say step aside, I mean, just stop looking at the scripts. Let somebody else be your showrunner and have that filter up and have that run. I mean, I, I don't I honestly don't know. I don't know if the stockholders think that Vince McMahon, as long as he's running the company, even if it's in a figurehead role, I don't think it would affect the stock price that much. I, don't know. I, don't know. I, I just you know, if 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 they if they made a big to do about I'm leaving and these people are stepping forward. All he has to do is is not be is not be the 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 bottleneck. That's all mm -hmm. he's got to do, mm -hmm. you know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it would necessarily have an impact on the stock price. But thinking that might, I'm saying he might, that might be part of his mentality. If people don't think I'm as involved as what I am, it might adversely affect the bottom line of the company. <laughs> his mentality is probably if I'm not the bottleneck, you'll see how bad the ratings can get. <laughs> like, like he probably thinks that he's the only thing keeping it over what I, I don't know I don't know what he thinks because he's like in his mid 70s and you know he's Vince McMahon yeah I don't I, I don't know what that mindset is but clearly clearly something is broken and I there are totally ways to fix it I think yep. there's ways where you can have your cake and eat it too you can pop ratings while setting the table for a, a, you know, a, a long-term solutions for your mm -hmm. product, mm -hmm. you know? Now, um, if they bring, uh, say, Goldberg in to set this match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, you know, it's... it's, And it, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with Sting and AEW, and it's maybe it's unfair to make this comparison. But based on what we've seen, AEW has used Legends to get active... Uh, roster members over. That's the goal. They bring in J uh, Jake Roberts to 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 help out with Lance Archer. Uh, not that Cody needed any help. They bring in Arn, you know, to be a presence with Cody. They're not the focal point. They're there to help to get their respective uh, clients over. Yeah, I'm guessing Sting will be there. He'll be actively involved, but he's not going to go and beat Darby Allen for the TNT title. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to be AEW's mentality. They bring these these legends in to put a, a spotlight on their show 
so people can be introduced to the stars they're currently making. That, by and large, has not been WWE's mindset. They bring in part-timers and put them in positions where they win things to pop ratings. Well, what you're not also to build seeing, new stars. What you're also seeing is, you know, you ask yourself, what happens when they, because they have basically run out of legends to, yeah. to use actively. Yeah. This is what happens because yeah. you haven't used those legends to prop up the younger stars. You have relied on them. And so your rating that continues to decline. Mm-hmm. That I mean that, that this is this is the ultimate, and so it's going to be one of those situations where, you know, they're they they are going to be faced with a similar situation to you know 1995, 1996, where either they're going to be for I I don't know what the I don't know what the end game is here. I it's probably WWE being bought by a different company. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I th- th- this could be sort of a domino effect. I mean. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, we've 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 talked we talked about this a year. We literally talked about this a year ago when the the new low rating came in a year after the McMahon shakeup, and it was how low can it go before the network before USA steps in and says, "Hey, this is a bad look, and it ain't getting better." Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. that relationship going back decades, yeah. decades. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know who initiates that conversation. I don't know who no, does no it, but no, no, I guess, I guess I would assume I haven't looked into the ratings per se that raw would pro- probably still perform just as well, if not better than anything else. Uh, USA could run at that time. Sure. Slot. Yeah. Yeah. That being said there, they made a heavy investment over the mm-hmm. course of five years in raw and based on the, if, uh, on the ratings, if they're not getting the ad revenue back, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's going to, some conversations that need to be had i would assume you would you would think you would think who knows i don't know um but it'll be again like i said probably a year ago it'll be interesting to see where we're going to be a year from now if they're struggling to get a million that's that's where the trajectory what was it this what was this time around one point and a half it was one and a half it is entire larson it is entirely likely it is entirely possible i should say that struggling to get to a million is on the table for a year from now. That's on the table. Maybe even by next summer. It's possible. You know? I mean, I think there's probably going to be a boost with fans because there is there is an element to that that does. Yeah, add there to is. It. I, I mean, I've mentioned this before. I just I, I I worry about how many people's viewing habits have changed over the course of the past nine months. Mm-hmm. They how many of those people watch- are lost causes? Well, other to like like I've gone this long without watching wrestling, I don't really miss it. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, that's there could be people that have that attitude. Yeah, there's nothing about WWE that that's bringing them back in, so they might not come back. Yeah, when, it's crazy you know, to me that US, there. I don't know that USA looks at a situation and they say, you know, we're, we've given you this money for you know to to put NXT on Wednesdays. Yeah, and you know if their metrics were the same as AEW's that Dave Meltzer had mentioned that 500,000 was a happy number to be at then maybe they're satisfied pushing 700,000 on a weekly basis with NXT but if you have anybody there with like a sense of you know what they're what they could be doing creatively speaking when you have mm-hmm. NXT this really you know uh, up until AEW came around a very buzzworthy and you still have the takeovers which yeah. are very buzzy um, you have this product that, you know, is your youth is your future. And then you basically bring that youth up to the main roster and treat them like dirt. 
I mean, I, you'd think that there's somebody there at USA to be like, hey, hold on a second. We're just leaving money on the table, you know, because creatively speaking, they can't get their shit together. It's 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 bizarre. It's a bizarre situation that continues to perpetuate. And it's I don't know what the what the end game is. I really don't. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't uh, know. A company, a couple companies are, are getting some buzz going. AEW Impact. Uh, so uh, we watched last night's Impact, co-streamed it. Uh, had a great time. About five, six hundred friendos joined us. Absolute yeah. blast. Thank you all who joined us. Uh, conclusion of the show, they set up the main event for Hard to Kill. And while it wasn't the expected Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan title bout we were kind of anticipating, we did get something that was still pretty damn exciting. A mini Bullet Club reunion. So at the end of the show, Gallows, uh, Anderson, who had been conversing with Kenny over the, over the course of this episode and uh, uh, Final Resolution last Sunday, joined forces uh, to beat up Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. And Don Callis used his executive vice president powers to book a six-man tag match uh, to headline Impact's first pay-per-view of 2021. Uh, fun show. Fun mm-hmm. ending, too. Mm-hmm. So, but will the reunion continue tonight? Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. TU's an appearance on tonight's Dynamite, Ooh. tweeting, quote, uh, a, uh, AEW night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Who knows what will happen in Jacksonville? Ooh. You know, I, were you surprised at all? I mean, I don't know. It's it's wrestling outside the WWE is a very interesting thing because Kenny Omega literally said Bullet Club. Bullet yeah. Club is owned by New Japan. Yep. Not none of these people are signed to New Japan at no, this point. None of them. None of them. So of them. that was interesting to see them go. Now, I again, I don't know, uh, you know, the legalities or if New Japan would step in and be like, "Whoa, wait a second, that's our trademark." Or if they, I don't know. Do I, I mean, mean? I mean, if it got to the point of them wearing the shirts, yes, they would. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or use yeah. the theme song. Yes, yeah. they would. Yeah. Um, I would anticipate, could be wrong, would anticipate a whole lot of uh, uh, mentions of Bullet Club. I mean, uh, Carl Anderson threw up a two-sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all did the four-life thing. Um, illusions, occasional reference, maybe. But, uh, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't expect them. I could be wrong. You know what's, to you go, know what's like, funny, all though? In on, no, on, no, no, no. I, I don't think stuff, they will. You know? Coming from somebody who's so in tune with the WWE mindset, where they like to erase history. They, WWE probably could, they probably could, when they had Gals and Anderson and AJ Styles and them, they could have said, they could have had Michael Cole say, these guys have a long history being part of the famed Bullet Club faction. They could have said that and been fine. Because yeah. it's just part of history. You're just referencing something yeah, totally, else that totally, happened. Totally, yeah. You're okay to, do, you, could, you could be okay to do that. But WWE doesn't. They don't do that. And so because if it didn't happen, WWE doesn't matter, even though they did mention IWGP, they Mm -hmm. say traveling the world. Um, So it's funny to see that. Yeah, they're not going to go. They're not going to wear this. They're not part of Bullet Club anymore. They're they're not. So why would they wear the shirts now? You know, they announced it on Twitter. uh, What? Two, two and a half years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We all we were all there for that for that exciting moment. (laughs) Um, But uh, but no, this is this is rad. This is really cool. Um, and yeah, we're, we're totally going to watch this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Rest of impact. Uh, yeah. Fun show to Dashwood defeated Alicia Edwards. Um, I got a really good, I got like a 19 and 14 KDR 
playing uh, uh, one of the Nuketown maps, I think, in Call of Duty. I was doing that during the co-stream, so that's kind of you important did, You as did, well. you did. I mean, that's, I guess that's part of the results, I suppose. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. Bay defeated Manic via DQ after a run-in from uh, Rohit Raju. Um, you know, he had just lost the uh, X Division title to Manic at final resolution. So there's a, a, a brewing storyline between the three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that'll be the contest at Hard to Kill. Uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Still Steel, sorry, Steel defeated uh, Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary. This is uh, part of the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hogan and Steels advanced to the finals. Uh, Brian Myers defeated Josh Alexander via DQ after uh, Ethan Page as Karate Man hits the ring. Whoa, whoa, wait a second! Karate Man's Ethan Page? Yeah. I I thought had nobody seen these two guys in the same building at the same time before. I mean, he's got to pay attention a little bit. <laughs> is is Ethan? Well, hold on. Is it with Karate Man? Is Ethan Page aware that he's Karate Man, or is that like he wasn't hit? last night? It didn't seem like okay. he was last night. <laughs> That's what. I, <laughs> yes. Because what, what happened is he gets uh, Brian Myers Karate drives him man. into the ring post yeah. um, as Ethan Page, member of the North, and then he emerges as Karate Man hits the ring. Uh, hit some kicks on on Brian Myers, uh, mm-hmm. so he gets to win via DQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the main event fun match between Carl Anderson, Carl Chris Anderson, Saban, Chris Saban. And of course, closing thing throughout the show. Kenny was talking a bunch of trash about Rich Swan. Uh, he debuted a new look. He's had no shirt on. He had like a jacket or something o- over on. Well, yeah, no, no he shirt. had a, he had a dress shirt that was unbuttoned. Sorry, that was unbuttoned, but no yeah. t-shirt or anything underneath. Uh, and he was just talking crap the whole time. Whenever they go to his bus funny. with Callus, he was pretty funny. And so not quite the title match we were expecting. Maybe they're taking a slow build with that, which if that's the case, great idea. Or maybe they just won't do it. Maybe this is kind of the short-term thing everybody's talking about. Hey, man. We'll have Good Brothers pop up on Dynamite tonight. Maybe get a match on Dynamite with them. Kenny will get his bout, his tag bout at Hard to Kill, prove that he's the best, and that'll be it. Who you knows? forgot the best part. Another Tony Khan, Tony Schiavone oh, yes. Paid advertisement. Where, t- where Shivani threw a bunch of shade about uh, <laughs> not be able to find uh, access. <laughs> Why is Tony Khan withholding all this gold from us on AEW Dynamite, Here's but he's thing, free though. to do it on Impact? Here's the thing. I'm happy he doesn't talk on Dynamite because whenever he's he does... Remember that first time you heard him talk ever on Dynamite? That thing with him and Mox where it was you know, like through a door. Mm-hmm. And how awesome that was! Yeah, it was good. He's great. I, I, the two Tony Khan things they've had on Impact have been great. I kind of like that he doesn't do a whole lot of talking because when he does, I'm like, wow, he's really good. But then you don't hear from him for a while. He so needs Bischoff levels of screen time. He needs Bischoff levels of screen. It's time. a treat when we get to hear him talk. That's my attitude. Yeah, I'm I like for what I get. I like more. <laughs> Why have a taste when he can have the whole meal? Yeah. Uh, so. Speaking of meals, I wonder if they're going to celebrate with a steak meal by this by when WWE builds this Hall of Fame. Maybe there'll be a restaurant attached. <laughs> That'd be where is oh is this probably is this in Stanford? Oh, it's in Orlando. Oh, Orlando. Let's go to Orlando and and eat a steak meal out there. Let's go get up some Wawa and go to the Hall of Fame. There we go. Great idea. This dusty ass Hall of Fame. Anyways, what's going on here? The Nature Boy Ric Flair showed up on ESPN's The Jump. To chat about his gold robe. Dame 7 shoes. Dame 7 sneaker collab. Are you going to do a review of those for Super Yeah, Kicks? I ordered them. I ordered them. Oh, nice. It'll be, it'll well. be, it'll, it won't be on Friendo. It'll be right here and going in Raw. It's wrestling, so I can do it here. Okay. 
uh, with Adidas and let it slip that WWE may actually be building a physical Hall of Fame. So this is coming from the Nature Boy Ric Flair. So maybe grain of salt. Maybe. These transcripts are from Fightful. Go ahead, Steve. He says, I've had like 36 or 38 robes, and the gold one was one of my favorite robes. It is a beautiful robe. It is. WWE is actually in the process of building a Hall of Fame. Woo! A physical structure Hall of Fame in Orlando. It's been delayed, too, because of COVID. They wanted to put the robe in there as something I wore. They've been tremendous to me on so many different levels. Now I need something in the entertainment wing. Woo! That's that's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the right thing. On. I won't make a I won't make a trip to Orlando to go there, but if I find myself in the Central Florida area, sure, why not? I'll pay a visit. Man, we've been to the uh we went to the archive. That was uh that was pretty rare. We got to see That's a little tantamount to be going to a Hall of Fame, man. We got to see a little bag of Pat Patterson's booking notes that were in address books over mm-hmm. the past decades. Fascinating. Why didn't we just steal one of those, Larson? We should have just Well, that's theft. That's theft. That's crime. That's why. Nobody would have known. Boy, that would have been scandalous. Anyways, uh, we got uh, also scandalous Wednesday Night Wars tonight. (laughs) AEW is going to mop the floor again with NXT. Before we get started on this AEW preview, uh, shout out to a friend of the show, James Willems. Announced today he's got a new show with Scorpio Sky called Wrestling with the Week. It looks great. Super excited for James. Yeah, this Uh, is rad. It looks awesome. It looks awesome. I want to see him back in the school. When is he going to show up on Dark? That's a good question. James Willems versus Caljack. Ooh. On Dark. Let's get Caljack on Dark while we're at it. Uh, anyways, uh, Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela, a no DQ match. What is this match coming from? How's it? Why? What was the setup? Uh, Kenny for this challenged one? him when he was at the airport. He said he wanted a match with Joey Janela. Was this on Twitter? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Uh, um, I think circle. it's because Joey was supposed to face him initially in the Eliminator tournament. But oh, he yeah. Had to okay. Step out and Sunny Kiss. Uh, you know, uh, took Joey's spot, so now they're doing the match now. All right, Kenny so and have... Joey had a really good, a really fun match on AEW Dark, like back uh, when it first started. Yeah, no, no, I kind of remember that. Uh, you got the entirety of the inner circle taking on the entirety of the best friends, plus Top Flight, Varsity Blondes, and Brandon Cutler. That's a lot of people. 14, uh, 14 people. For, I don't know. It's too many to count. I don't know that it's number not. is correct. It's 14. I saw. I, I, I don't saw know that number is correct. 14. Anyways, we got another tag match. This time, only six people in this bout. We got Hangman Page, John Silver, uh, Alex Reynolds taking on Matt Hardy and Private Party. There are, however, some singles matches, including Cody Rhodes versus Angelico. I wonder who's going to win Sasha, that. Sasha, the only one. It's the only one. <laughs> You're right. That is correct. There is one singles match uh, because after that, we've got SCU, which is a tag team, versus the Acclaim. Again, a tag team. Eddie Kingston addresses his enemies, probably Lance Archer. Uh, Serena Deeb and Big Swole, tag team, versus Ivelisse and Diamante. And tag then uh, uh, a tag team. Yeah, correct, tag team. Uh, and then a Dustin Rhodes interview, not a singles match. They're, or a tag team bout. They're loving This is stay the lucha tradition of multi-man matches, endless multi-man matches. Uh, so on NXT, we do have uh, so these we are predominantly have, singles bouts. We have a preview for NXT this I week. I know, and this was up early. So Kyle O'Reilly set to battle Peter Dune for an NXT title opportunity at New Year's Evil. I'm guessing Peter Dune gets this W. Uh, yeah. Also, Karrion yeah. Cross returns to action this week. Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm to clash in grudge match, and then the tag bout. Leon Ruff teams with Kushida to face John Gargano John. in Austin Theory. John. John. 
that's cool. Right on. Looking forward to that as well. Hey, and, hey let's do this. Predict uh, AEW's number versus NXT's number. Oh, that's just being mean. That's Why? just being, you know, because you know what, man? These people at NXT, they're working very hard. It's not their I'm problem. Not, that, I'm not throwing any shade. This is just I a friendly it's, little. It's kind of mean spirited, I think. Come on. Mean spirit the ratings. The ratings mean nothing oh. unless you're All right, a TV 18 to, executive. 18 to 49 demo. Let's, let's nope. predict that. Don't care. Don't care. I'm not a you TV care. executive. It doesn't matter a lick. It matters to the, the future well-being of the show. If the ratings dip too low, no ad revenue, you can say goodbye. Well, my name's Bennett, and I ain't in it. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.